Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? It's estimated over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. To save, visit HealthLock.com today. Episode 310, what we've learned from 75-plus real people budgets. Welcome to the Frugal Friends Podcast, where you'll learn to save money, money, embrace simplicity, and live a richer life. Here are your hosts, Jen and Jill. (laughs) Welcome to the Frugal Friends Podcast. My name is Jill. And my name is Allison. And today we're coming at you hot with another great episode as my friend Allison Baggerly joins me again, standing in for Jen as she cares for her newborn babe. It's so special. I love these co-hosted episodes. They're different from having guests on the show. It's fellow friends. Allison was here last episode. She'll be here for another episode. And she was all, we've interviewed you tons. (laughs) And Allison was the co-host for me when Jen had her first baby. So when Kai was born four years ago, Allison stood in and now Atlas is born and Allison is here. And I think Jen and Travis are done. I don't think there's going to be any other babes. We'll see. Here we are. (laughs) But how fitting it is that we're talking about real people budgets and some of the takeaways that can benefit all of us because Allison is in case you don't know already, is the creator and founder of Inspired Budget. So you can find her on Instagram. She's all over the internet. She's got a blog with tons of really great content that you can read. You can also listen to her podcast, Inspired Budget. And she just wrote a book, Money Made Easy. So all sorts of ways, however you want it, you you visual, you auditory, you, you tactile, like she's got it for you. Allison is a seasoned pro when it comes to talking about all things budgets. I mean, you talk about other things too. But like you are really good with budgets. You help other people with budgets, how to implement, what to consider, the pitfalls, tips, tools, so much more. So we're going to gain some really great wisdom and resources from not just the Internet, because we're still going to do our typical show template today, but also from you, Allison, yourself and your own experience. So welcome. Thanks for co-hosting. Thanks for having me. This is fun. This is, this is, like, yeah, I is. like it when Jen goes on maternity leave. <laughs> Go Jen, have a third, have a fourth. I've got you covered, girl. That's how I feel. Amazing. Wow. Okay. Well, you heard it here first, folks. As if, as if I, I get I to think choose it's all not that. medically possible now at this point, but. Well, yeah, you know, know. Well, we'll she had four years in between TMI. the first. Too much. I, I just, really, I just want to come back. So, you know, maybe <laughs> we'll she could just back. have Don't a worry. sabbatical or something. Maybe you could each take a sabbatical and I can join in. It doesn't have to revolve around motherhood or children or anything. So that's really what I love want. that. Love that. <laughs> Thanks for that permission, Allison. You're welcome. <laughs> but first, before we get into the rest of the content you're really here for, this episode is brought to you by Easy Peasy Lemon Squeezy. That's right. Pithy rhymes have quite the budget these days. Does something feel tough, overwhelming, impossible, insurmountable, unaccomplishable? Don't know if that's a word, but I used it. Well, forget that. Do the things that are easy. Go squeeze yourself a lemon and say, hey, I'm good at that. And if you want to feel good at other things, maybe even things that used to feel difficult, like managing your own money, you should buy yourself a copy of Allison's book, Money Made Easy, because we love the easy stuff especially when it used to be hard stuff. And now it's easy peasy lemon squeezy. So yeah, money made easy. You could just buy it anywhere. Amazon, whatever. You want to say more about that, Allison? Where can people buy it? 
You can buy it on Amazon, Barnes & Noble. Call your library. Reach out to your library. Ask them to get it oh. so you don't have to buy it. You can just send <gasps> them the, t- the title and the author, Alyssa Baggerly, and be like, I need you to buy five copies of this book and then get it there and then tell all your friends about it and don't even buy it yourself. Have someone else buy it for you and borrow it. I love that. Thanks mm-hmm. for your, just jumping in with some Frugal Friends tips here. Yes. And I will say, do that for any book it, you want. Not just my book. Do it yeah. for my book, but do it for other books too. That's a great, great tip. Great tip. If you are interested in this topic of budgets and this episode just isn't enough for you, you really want more content, queue up episode 236, Why You Need a Budget with Jesse Meekum. That was a, it's a really good one. That's the YNAB mm-hmm. founder uh, for those of you who love that app, but also really great tips that are given in that interview. We've also got episode 222, Stop Strict Budgeting and Start Living in the Radical Middle. I feel like this one's almost like Jen and I's love letter to our podcast listeners. Like it really does encompass mm-hmm. a lot of our motto around managing mm-hmm. money, the concept of the radical middle. So that's a great one too. Cue that one up. But first, I mean, stick with us. Stay here for this one because it's it's good and it's special. And we love digging into real people's budgets. Now, spoiler alert, like we're not digging into people's budgets. We're talking about mm-hmm. what we've learned yes. from looking at all these different budgets and kind of weaving that through these articles. Mm -hmm. So the first one that we're going to talk about is titled How to Stick to a Budget, Six Ways to Stay on Track. And this one comes from Inspired Budget, which is written by Allison Baggerly. Here she is, folks. We've even got the author with us as a co-host of the Frugal Friends podcast. How amazing. So we're going to go through all six here. But first, what do you want to say about this? Is this, would you describe this article as almost the summary for you of looking at real people budgets? Because that's a part of what you do, right? Yes. Like you've helped people through their own budgets. Yes. So actually, I started something. This was back in 2017 or 2018, maybe 2018. And I was on Instagram talking about budgeting. And people were asking me all these questions like, well, how how does it like physically look? How do I physically do it? And I was like, I want to share my budget. And my husband, who is a very private person, was like, no, Mm. veto. And of course, I have to respect some of those things. I wrote a whole book about our life. So I guess I won't share that part. But I was like, okay, well, then let me just ask my followers to send their budget in. So it started off just very like, send me an email with your numbers. And I started every week sharing real people budget. So it's probably more than 75, but I would say every single week on Instagram or TikTok, I will share a budget, someone's budget. Now I look at the holistic picture. I'm looking at their monthly spending as a whole. And it is fascinating because I love that I'm looking at other people's because it's not my numbers. We have high income, low income, people in the middle, single moms, parents, families, people who have lost a spouse to, you know, all these things are on disability income. It has been incredible to see how people budget their money. And let me tell you, I don't know if you know this, but people on social media, they're a little harsh. And they go in those comments and they let it be known what they think the person that's sharing the budget, because it's all anonymous, Mm -hmm. is either right or wrong about. And I'm like, you guys got to have a little bit more grace. But it's just it's been very fascinating Mm -hmm. to see that and and to see like when they write into me where people do struggle and where they get off track with their money. Yeah. And it kind of seems like this article then is almost like a response to Mm -hmm. these are the areas that trip people up in their budgets. And how can we, if we need to rein it in in certain areas, Mm -hmm. which it does seem as though that discretionary spending in whatever category, just where there is discretionary spending Mm -hmm. seems to be the place that trip people up. I don't know if you've got other insight to that. Oh, absolutely. um, But it's kind of how do we rein in this aspect. Yeah. It's when we have to make decisions. It's Think about it. It's, yeah. when, it's when we have to have control and make decisions. I've never known anyone yeah. that has overspent on rent or their mortgage like unintentionally or someone that's like, right. let me go ahead and send extra money to my electricity company. No, it's when we have to make those decisions and be the 
take ownership over those decisions in our money and we mess everything up. Not because we have bad intentions, but because there's so many things pulling at our attention. People, companies, mm-hmm. family, unexpected events happen and that's just it. There's life life happens and we can't always predict what's going to take place and as soon as you feel off track, you feel like oh, let me just start over next month or I'll start over tomorrow Mm -hmm. or next week, or this isn't going to work for me because of X, Y, and Z. And Mm -hmm. honestly, it's not every month is ever going to be perfect. I've never had a month that goes directly as planned, but I can get back on track just because I get off track. And so that's really what this article is about, is how to rein in that discretionary spending, how to be mindful about your spending and tips and tricks and ways to do that that are actionable. Because it's one thing just to say, be better with it. It's another thing to like give actual things you can do. Yeah, I would agree with some of the things that you've described stand out to you from people who have given you their real budgets. Similarly, people who are listeners of the Frugal Friends podcast will share in a variety of ways where they experience barriers. And yes, Mm -hmm. it usually is with this discretionary spending. So I think this article is really helpful in giving some takeaways because it addresses those those Mm -hmm. that aspect of our budgets. And so the first tip and of course, not all of these tips are going to be applicable to every single right. person. We're just going to go through all six and you identify what's going to be helpful for you and, mm-hmm. and just start with one of these. Yes. But the first one is to stay out of the stores. So if this is an area where you're finding, oh, yeah, it's every time I go into Target or it's every time I'm going to Marshall's, TJ Maxx, Ross, wherever. department store, just wherever. The grocery store, Whole Foods. <laughs> That's so true. Right? Going oh, into the goodness. grocery store. That's so true. Because we, yeah, if you go to the, ordering your groceries online. Yes, yeah. that helps. Or just committing to only going once a week. Because I find that if I mm-hmm. make multiple trips to the grocery store, I'm going to buy random things that I might have in my freezer or I buy just because I'm in there. So even places like the grocery store, just stay out of it, order online, commit to only going once a week. And if you forget an item, go without it, make do without it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's amazing how often you really can go without an ingredient. The internet is chock full of substitutes mm-hmm. or you can get creative in your culinary experiences yep. by trying to figure out, oh, what could I do without this then? So yeah, just stay out of the store, stay out of the places that you're seeing, uh, provide you those just upfront temptations mm-hmm. to be spending more than what you want to be spending. Exactly. Again, this is not going to be deprivation for the sake of deprivation. It's because you've already done the other work of identifying what do I want to do with my money and what are the things that trip me up? Is it the discretionary spending as it relates to shopping? Mm -hmm. Then how do we how do we put these barricades in place mm-hmm. that are going to help us exactly. to stick to those goals? This includes, too, your online spending. Mm-hmm. So it might, I mean, this could be like that loophole, like, oh, I don't go into uh? the stores. Okay, but are you scrolling every night on Amazon as a way to kind of lull yourself to yeah. sleep? If you're on Amazon, you're in their store. If you go online, <laughs> yeah. that's the way I see it. If you go online to a shop's website, you are in their store. So create boundaries create a boundary around intentionally what you want to do. And I mean, it just because, and I always remind myself this, I always tell myself, okay, Target will always be there. Cause I had to have, I had to do a whole Target detox. I mean, I love spending money and I had to remind myself, Target will be there. They're not going away. Amazon isn't going away. The grocery store isn't going to shut down. So there will be time to come back and get that thing or add that item to your list for next time. Yes. Well said. So tip number two in this article is to check your calendar before you make a budget. I have been guilty of totally forgetting, especially as my kids get older and they're invited to birthday parties, forgetting Mm -hmm. to include just smaller things that become just annoying to have to include Mm -hmm. after I've already written my budget. So I will even check my calendar, Jill, this might sound a little crazy, but I, when I'm making my budget, I do my best to estimate how much our family will spend in gas. And my husband is a lot better at this than I am because I don't drive very far. I work from home and 
I drop off and pick up my kids from school. And sometimes I walk there. It's less than a mile away. And we will literally look at our calendar and say like, okay, are we going out of town any of these weekends? Okay, well, how many Hmm. tanks of gas is it going to take us to get to this state park in Texas where we're camping? Oh, it's going to take us one tank Hmm. to get there and back. And that's going to cost us $60. So by checking our calendar, we are just more intentional about the numbers we're putting down in our budget instead of just like totally guessing and then feeling like a failure whenever we get it wrong. Uh, I love that example because I could see that being easily glossed over. Mm -hmm. For me personally, I have my budget generally stays Mm -hmm. pretty similar with how much I have for food, gas, parking expense. I have made a line item for parking because I I needed to. It gave me permission because Mm. some months I'll spend like $80 in parking just because we live in a tourist destination. Mm -hmm. We've got guests a lot. We're going to events Mm -hmm. where sometimes parking's 20 bucks a pop. But rather than be surprised by it to know this is where I live. This is the lifestyle Mm -hmm. that I'm living. And so I need to create a line item so that I'm not shocked by this. So that was a shift that was made. But now I kind of keep that as a line Mm -hmm. item. But I love the idea, if it aligns with your lifestyle, to almost shift. Like, okay, this month is going to be a little bit more for gas. If needed, do I need to pull back in another area to give Mm -hmm. room for that? Sometimes I'll oscillate between what my grocery budget or my dining out budget is going to be. Sometimes my grocery budget's higher for a month because I know I'm going to be home more. Or I'll look ahead and say, let's add more to the dining out and Mm -hmm. decrease the grocery budget yeah. So I love exactly. that kind of ebb and flowing. And that doesn't mean that, oh, suddenly we're just pulling money out of nowhere. It's still working in mm-hmm. w- within the confines of what you earn, but figuring out where's this going to be allocated exactly. so that you don't find yourself spending what you did last month on groceries, forgetting that you're spending more on gas and then you're exactly. left <laughs> with, and, yeah, an yes. overdraft. And another thing I do is because I'm My husband is paid twice a month. I'm paid once a month. So when I write a budget, I'll look and see, okay, we go to the grocery store on the weekends. How many weekends do I actually have to buy groceries with this paycheck? Is it two or three? Sometimes it's two, sometimes Mm -hmm. it's three. Mm -hmm. So my grocery budget, while I tend to keep it about the same amount, I kind of know our average and I just know what some some weeks are going to be higher or lower. I have to look at, am I setting aside money for three weeks worth of groceries or two weeks worth of groceries because that's a $200 difference and that's big. So checking your calendar is is just making sure you're looking forward to the things that like as life, your day-to-day life changes and as you have events or if you have people coming over, you might buy more groceries Mm -hmm. that just the cost of hosting Mm -hmm. is increased. I look forward at the things we are doing and ask myself, how much do I think this is going to cost me or will it change anything in my budget? And sometimes the answer is no, but a lot of times it's yes. Yeah. This one ties in really beautifully with number three, which is revisit your budget often. And it could be often could mean for some people monthly. Mm -hmm. That could mean biweekly or even weekly. Mm -hmm. But essentially, the concept here is keeping a pulse on Mm -hmm. how am I doing so that you don't find yourself looking back thinking, I totally messed it up. And then the tendency can be throw the whole thing out the window because one thing didn't work. Whereas, if we keep a pulse on it, we can make little tweaks Mm -hmm. along the way, adjust and not feel so devastated that it didn't work out the way that we thought. And keep reminding yourself that for everyone, like you even heard Allison just say, who is like the epitome of understanding budgets and other people's budgets that hasn't experienced a single month where it went Mm -hmm. exactly the way she thought it was going to go. That doesn't mean that there's buffer that creates space for that to happen. But all the more reason. Revisit it often. Mm -hmm. Keep a pulse on it. Know what's happening so that you can feel confident. Really, that's what it's going to do. Build confidence. Exactly. And you don't feel like you're going in blind whenever you're going. Mm -hmm. When, When we don't revisit it, there's that fear of not checking. And as you continue to ignore it, it grows and grows and creates this monster. It's just like my email inbox right? Like I literally told Jill earlier before we hit record that I have I have a designated hour set aside after this recording where I have yelled at myself in my calendar to deal with my important emails because for the past week and a half, I've put them off and it has grown into this massive monster that is causing me all of that anxiety. 
don't let your money be the monster that my email inbox is. That's, mm. that's what I have to say to that. Mm. Mm. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> don't let your money Do you, be the monster. Does anyone here want to come right. over and deal with my emails, please? Please. <laughs> I will pay someone money. I'm at the point where I'm like, I, if, if I literally feel like I need someone to sit next to me, I will pay them $50 to sit next to me. Hey-o. And like, they just literally deal with it. Like, I, is, I don't know if this is ADHD or if it's just or what it is, but whoo. Be there soon. Okay, great. Thank you. I'll just dr- do a quick little bop over to Houston. That'd be perfect. I appreciate it. Number four in this list is to keep your goals visible. So whether you're paying off debt or you want to invest and you want to track your investments, you're tracking your debt payoff. Uh, I think that a lot of that discretionary spending tends to be impulsive or based on emotions. And so if we have our goals visible, whether they are hanging on our fridge, it is the the background on our phone, it can help Mm -hmm. you just pause and think through Mm -hmm. before you make a purchase and just remind you like, hey, is this I don't know what's something I bought recently. I'm trying to think. I buy I buy too many things. But is this? I bought this cart from Target that I don't use anymore. I used it for one night. One of those metal rolling carts. Is that? I'm obsessed with carts. I don't know okay. why carts I, and tiny dishes. Yeah, okay. They always get well, me. you can come over and check my emails and deal with my email inbox. I'll pay you fifty dollars and I'll send you back with a cart. How does that sound? <laughs> Perfect. A cart that yes. I don't need. But regardless, <laughs> by keeping your goals visible, it can allow you to pause and just maybe be one more speed bump before you mm-hmm. click buy now or get something that might derail you or make that choice or be the speed bump to say like, hey, I want this. It's not in my budget this month, but I'm going to find a way to add it to my budget next month. Love it. Mm-hmm. The next one, number five is track your spending every day. Now, I'm going to say that. <laughs> oh, Jill's, Jill's about to go off. Not salacious. <laughs> Jill's like, this is crap. I disagree wholeheartedly. <laughs> you are trash, Allison. No, I don't disagree. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm joking. No, I you would I'm never. much kinder to you, you than you never. are to yourself. I would never. <laughs> no. So I think that this is a really great tip for a specific period of time or certain personalities. So for me, I actually do like to track my spending. I don't know if I do it every day, but I am looking at my spending pretty regularly. Mm -hmm. I don't know that I could say that that is going to be the best move for everybody. Mm -hmm. Not everybody is wired the same way as me for some that might create unnecessary anxiety. So I I think assess your own personhood and whether or not Mm -hmm. this is a reasonable way of going about things. But I I would recommend it for people earlier on in their Mm -hmm. journey, particularly those who are wondering where their money goes every month. Why do I seem to keep getting tripped up? Where's the disconnect? I think that this is definitely a tool for a season Mm -hmm. that could be really helpful to rein it in, gain an understanding. We really can't respond to anything in our lives until we have a decent grasp on what is the Mm -hmm. issue, what's going on. I I can't intervene on an argument or a conflict if I don't have a decent understanding of, well, what are both sides saying about this? It's a exactly. really kind of random example, but I, <laughs> I like, can't Are we getting political? We're going to talk about politics here now. <laughs> like. I'm a social worker. And so like sometimes that is a part of the equation. Like I can't, yeah, I can't mediate well. Anyhow, yeah, we can't shift behavioral aspects mm-hmm. of ourselves. We can't know what needs to shift in our finances if we don't have a good grasp on, well, what are the things that need to shift? What are the biggest things? And sometimes we almost are like throwing spaghetti at a wall Uh or or a dart while we're blindfolded thinking we know, Mm -hmm. oh, it's probably my eating out. Oh, it's probably this, Mm -hmm. probably that. Many times, and you can probably speak to this too, Allison, what we hear from people when they actually dig in is there's surprises. There's surprises somewhere. Maybe it's, oh, yeah, 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 it, it is the eating out. And maybe it's more than you thought it was, or maybe it's less than you thought mm-hmm. it was. So there's some sort of knowledge that can be gleaned from from doing this. So yes, I agree with it to a point yes. to be tracking your spending every yes. day. And I would say that 
tracking your spending, all it is is you looking at the facts and finding patterns in it. And that's like, Mm -hmm. I don't know, I've been reading this book on anxiety with one of my children who is struggling with anxiety. And it's like, when you have a thought, and this is how they teach it to children, when you have a thought, you have to act like a lawyer and defend that thought. So when you don't know where your money is going, when you feel like you're constantly getting off track, when you start uttering the words like, oh, this doesn't work for me because, or um, I don't know why I make decent money, but I feel like there's nothing ever left, or why am I still stressed about this, or I make too much money to feel this way, well, then you need to be a lawyer. And a lawyer digs into the details and they look at the facts. So we have to look at the facts and the patterns of our spending. And we do that by tracking our spending. And so that allows us mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. make decisions based on facts, not decisions based on emotions. Because mm-hmm. even though mm-hmm. even though it's all our spending, we think we know it to a T, but we don't because we're sometimes blind to it. So yeah, that's helpful. Be a lawyer in your own money. Track your spending by, and then look for the patterns and make decisions based on those patterns, not based on what you think you do how you think you act Mm -hmm. with money, but based on what your past has told you, the facts. And then charge yourself $300 per 20 minutes, just like lawyers. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, which will cost you $0 (laughs) because you'll pay it back. So it'll it'll all even out. (laughs) Okay, and then the last one, which I I think is one of my personal favorites, not everybody has to do this, is to find yourself a budget buddy. I think that there is Mm. so much power and joy and accountability. It doesn't even have to be someone you physically know in person. It can be someone online. It could be a community. I know you guys have the Frugal Friends Club. Even that adds in this layer of accountability and feeling like you're not doing it alone. So whether you ask a partner to get on board with you, a friend that you can just talk about these things with, a parent, a houseplant, just don't do it alone is essentially what it comes down to. And I love alliteration. So Budget Buddy is so fun. (laughs) And it makes it fun too, Mm -hmm. I think. And I love to talk about accountability from the lens of knowing and being known, not just to have some drill sergeant in your life Mm -hmm. who shames you. I think sometimes we can associate the word accountability to that, just someone who's going to say like, well, did you you do it or did you fall off track? Why are you... I I think so. I I don't feel like like, that. No, that's great. Interesting. If you are someone who sees it that way, then then knowing and being known might be a more approachable term where where you're sharing and you're encouraging one another, not just checking in on did you, didn't you, Mm -hmm. which can often lead to shame. Yeah, that's interesting how everyone sees it different. I love that. Yeah, it does. Well, this kind of blends into our next article, which comes from Aaron Gobbler and is entitled How to Stop Comparing Yourself to Others Financially. And I like the segue here because I think one of the pitfalls to knowing the realities of other people's budgets is this comparison trap. Mm. And, and so being able to talk about how to take the meat, spit out the bones, where it can be helpful to, okay, here's what we've learned from 75 different people's budgets. But as you've already talked about, everyone's money is different. And Mm -hmm. the way that we all approach money is going to be different. And some people are really going to want to rake us over the coals for the decisions that we make with money. But to really highlight the permission and the freedom and Mm -hmm. to know that there is things that can be gleaned. There are some of these overarching themes in knowing what other people's budgets are. There can be really beautiful benefits and even following people who show the budgets Mm -hmm. because it can highlight, oh, I didn't think about Mm -hmm. that. Or yeah, that I need to rein that in too. But where it can go awry is in comparison. Oh man, oh, I don't make that much. Mm -hmm. I'd love to be able to spend that amount on this thing or I'll never get to that place. Or man, I'm not investing as much as that Mm -hmm. person. And that can be a really awful trap. And so for that reason, I think it's worth saying, how do we stay out of that comparison trap? Allow other people's budgets and financial decisions to inform us, but then not get like sucked into this vortex that's not helpful. Yes. Okay, so here is a confession. And I have never yeah. confessed this or said this publicly <gasps> or out loud. Oh my but goodness. This is All the these place. episodes are just getting 
juicy, vulnerable. We're getting yes, juicy please. here. Okay. Ooh, I love so it. my intention behind my Real People Budget series was really to show different numbers and not even inform, but to inspire. My thought was, mm. and, and really to teach, like, here's what it could look like, but to inspire people to want to write their own budget. That was honestly my intention. And that is still my intention. However, yeah. people, it, it has, I, I see that it has had some negative impact, which makes me really sad, honestly, mm-hmm. when I do mm-hmm. see people responding in the way of, this is so unrealistic, And I will have people say, Mm -hmm. this is unrealistic. There's no way I can make this much each month. Or I'll have people say, this is unrealistic. I live in California and make this much each month. Mm -hmm. And I could never like live off of the same rent that someone in a, you know, country town in Louisiana is getting. So it's like both ends. There is this almost this anger. Jill. And sometimes I'm like, Mm -hmm. am I making people Mm -hmm. angry or my budget's making people angry? And some of them do. Mm -hmm. But I have to come back to that is our own way of choosing to respond. And so if Mm -hmm. we can Mm -hmm. take any type of information that comes in at us, we get to choose how to respond. So whether you are comparing your financial situation to someone else when it comes to the mm-hmm. amount they're investing, the type of car they drive, the house they can afford, mm. the places they can take their kids or the trips they can go on with their partner. Yeah. It all comes back to how are we responding to that? Because I fully believe we have a choice. We can choose to become angry or we can choose to become inspired. Yep. My favorite part about spring cleaning is that post-clean clarity when I'm like, wow, I can finally think clearly. How was I functioning in that mess before? It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. If this sounds like the type of spring cleaning your finances need right now, then it's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Plus, you can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash frugal. That's mintmobile.com slash frugal. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash frugal. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade, at The Home Depot, you can give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in our patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day savings event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in-store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. Yeah. And we can choose what we are allowing to inform us Mm -hmm. and the meaning we're attaching Mm -hmm. to that thing. Because, yeah, I'm talking about financial, personal finance influencers online, but it's not just that. It's it's the people in our own lives as we just see these nuggets of what they are affording Mm -hmm. or doing with their lives. And maybe they're not affording it, which is one of the reasons why we're going to talk about not falling into this comparison trap. So let's go through at first. So so the article's kind of broken into two pieces. First, why you need to stop comparing yourself. And I think that this is helpful to kind of build the foundation of, okay, but why Why are we focusing on this? And then, and then how? So we're going to first start about, start on why. And the first one that they listen, that they list on here is because you're only seeing the highlight reel. 
Mm-hmm. And I would I would say, yes, this is absolutely true about those in our personal lives, those on Instagram and TikTok who aren't even personal finance people just mm-hmm. influencing you in other areas. We are only seeing, for the most part, the best of the best, even the situations where we get to dig into other people's budgets. I still feel as though it misses a good amount, right? It still is only the budget picture of that person. Mm-hmm. It is not their physical life, their emotional life, their mental life, their, you name it, their relational life. Mm -hmm. It still is only a fraction that we're seeing there. And I think sometimes I'm not I'm not saying this about your budget reviews, but sometimes I see budget reviews online where I'm like, well, where's the internet bill? Where's the phone bill? Where's the, like, it still feels like sometimes there are things lacking there that we're not seeing. And that's the reason why we can't take that and make it work for us. And so just reminding ourselves Mm -hmm. for that reason, like we're not seeing the full picture. Even if you're seeing the full budget, you're still not seeing Mm -hmm. the full picture. And so it just might not be super beneficial. Again, where, where it goes off the rails. It can be beneficial in highlighting things for you, whatever meaning you choose to attach to it, but still recognizing it can be a trap because we may be only seeing the best of the Mm -hmm. best. Yes. If you find yourself like looking at someone else's finances as people share it more online these days, if it starts making you feel icky, if it starts making you feel bad Mm. about yourself, that is your red flag to come back to this episode and listen to it again and do the work on it, right? Because we can't force that person to stop, but we can think about why does it feel that way and what are some things you can do moving forward so that way you don't feel icky and gross after doing that. Um, Another thing, another Mm -hmm. reason why it's important for us to stop comparing our finances to other people's is because, and I fully believe this, it can slow down your progress. It can cause you to like doubt, question things. It could even make you say like, oh my gosh, this person, their goal is to pay off their car, but I wasn't paying off my car. I was investing because my car is not, it doesn't have a high interest rate. So maybe I should pay off my car. And when we go back and forth, it can slow down our own progress with our money. Yes. Oh, it's so true because Mm -hmm. you don't know the reasons behind the decisions that they're making. And that might not be the best decision Mm -hmm. for you. Yes. They also list here that comparison can lead to more spending. And they reference a survey from 2019 that found that 48% of millennials had spent money they didn't have and even gone into debt to keep up with their friends. And I Mm -hmm. do think that this is a relatively somewhat unique problem, a current issue Mm -hmm. with the amount of access we have to all people. Yes. Celebrity. We have so much more access to celebrity and the rich and the famous. And we're getting all these behind the scenes things that I feel like that resurgence has only recently happened with the internet, Mm -hmm. within the past few decades where we have this overwhelming ability to see into the lives of others and realize what we don't have. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then that can lead to how do I get that then, which might lead us to compromise our own goals and spend Mm -hmm. beyond our means. And that is a, that's a real trap of comparison for sure. Exactly. It used to be, you could only compare yourself to your neighbor or the people in your town and they were, you know, all working in the same place, same type of living, cost of living, everything. So now it's definitely changed. Um, And the last one I think might be my favorite. She says another reason Mm. why we need to stop comparing is because your priorities aren't the same. Mm. And I have seen this in my own family with my children. As my kids have gotten older, my oldest son has questioned, why is it that so-and-so gets this much spent on their Christmas, but I only get this much spent. Why is it that they can have this, but I can't have this? And I I have had that conversation. My husband and I sat him down and we said, listen, their priorities, what they are doing with their money is different. We spend money every month and we, we invest money every month so that way we can retire and you don't have to help us out. We are setting aside money for your college. They, they aren't doing that. Mm-hmm. We don't know if they are doing that. Mm-hmm. But we would rather set aside money every month for your college, which means that you might not get 
all this extravagant, over-the-top Christmas gifts, and that's okay. Our priorities are different. This is what our family's priorities are, and our spending is in alignment with them. We don't know that family's priorities. And so we have to make choices based off of our own. And just even teaching a 10, 11-year-old that has been very interesting because he doesn't, he still doesn't really get it. (laughs) Which starts at a deeper level Mm -hmm. of even knowing what your priorities are. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes that's what can trip people up is if we've not done that previous work Mm -hmm. of identifying what do I value? Where are my priorities? Then we will get pulled Mm -hmm. in all these different directions. Oh, what are they doing? Okay, that's probably what I should do without any thought given to, is that actually smart for me? Is that Mm -hmm. where my priorities lie? What? Yeah. So, and that actually is bleeding into the how to stop, how to stop comparing ourselves where they talk about putting your own goals front and center. Goals, values, priorities. We can use these similar terms all within the same pool Mm -hmm. of each other. And this is going to require some of that beginning foundational work of what are my goals? Mm -hmm. What do I want to see in my life, both in the short term, medium term, long term? And how can I keep those things at the forefront? You and I, Allison, talked in episode 309 about your book where you start off with talking about catalyst. Mm -hmm. What is your motivator? What is the thing that you can keep front and center that's going to be stronger than the daily frustrations that you face? That's going to be stronger than the comparison trap. What are those things? And it it can be really good to actually write these things down, to give yourself some time to engage in what are my Mm -hmm. goals. And if you've already done that work because you listen to 309, then great. You can kind of like move on to step two. But this is really where we talk about values. What do you value? Mm -hmm. Put those things front and center so that you are more, you've got a little bit more Teflon is that not Teflon? Uh, chain chain mail around you, like you've got more protection. Okay, <laughs> I'm probably using chain a really mail, weird illustration. Like, like forward <laughs> like, this like to the knights and shining. I'm, I'm thinking you said chain mail. I'm thinking forward no. this email to 39 people, or else you will have a curse placed upon you. Like that kind of thing. Isn't that what they call? <laughs> isn't it chain mail that like you put on as like armor, like I protective don't, armor, I don't know. steel armor, like, way back in like the 1400s? I don't know. Whatever. Okay, I'm losing you. <laughs> What I'm saying is these things are protections Mm -hmm. in that comparison trap. Once you've done this work, it's not as if you're not going to encounter other people who you might get these tinges of jealousy or should I be doing that? You can Mm -hmm. quickly be at ease because you can remember, well, no, because of this, because these are my values. These are my priorities. These are the things I've identified and I'm working on. Yes. If you don't identify your own priorities, goals, and values, then everyone else will try to identify them for you. And you'll be trying Mm. to work towards Mm -hmm. everything. Don't do it. It's not worth it. You don't have enough time, money, energy, or mental space to do all of it. So figure out what you want and what matters the most to you. The second thing is to change the way you think about money, which really goes into having a better mindset around money. I know that I know that I entered the adult world, I will say, with not a great mindset around money and honestly a lot of anger around money and the way mm-hmm. I saw money. And so in this article she talks about how to change your mindset and the way you think about money and how like if you're paying off debt instead of thinking about it in this super negative way, being able to say like, okay, even though I did go into college debt and I have these out of control student loans, think about, okay, well, even though that sucks and I don't like it, what has that debt allowed me to do? Like, what has that opened the doors for me? And even like, I would say credit card debt, there's so much shame and guilt surrounding credit card debt. And you might be sitting here thinking like, well, Allison, how do I change my mindset about my credit card debt? That is, I'm so angry that I did. And the way I see it is saying like, okay, you change your mindset by saying this was in the past and I did the best I could with what I knew at the time. And just because mm-hmm. I made that choice in the past doesn't mean that it identifies or tells me who I am now or in the future. So changing your mindset around it can honestly just 
help you not compare your personal finance situation and where you found yourself to other people because you know that where you are now doesn't necessarily mean where you're going to end up. Yeah. Yeah. Really just creating freedom and permission and kindness Mm -hmm. to yourself for the decisions your previous self made. It's going to go better for us in future financial decisions that we make if we can remove that shame that's attached to, yeah, oh, but I have all this debt or (laughs) for vacation or for student loans or whatever. And then from there, and this is related to mindset as well, practicing gratitude Mm -hmm. for what you have. I think that this is one of the best, most tangible tips when we find ourselves comparing on anything, whether Mm -hmm. it's experiences or money or what people get to have, when we can look at, well, what can I be grateful for? I think that this is really the mm-hmm. what leads us into a mindset and lifestyle of contentment, yes. which that can follow us throughout a lifetime mm-hmm. and make significant dents in our financial approach and what we experience within our finances, not necessarily as a, a means to an end, like oh, I'm going to be grateful so I can be rich, but <laughs> just gratitude for the sake of contentment and training and practicing mm-hmm. that I don't need to get caught up in just this mm-hmm. jealousy or striving or shame for the things that I don't have, but rather practicing gratitude for what I do have. And I love that that's something we can do regularly. It's an action item. Mm -hmm. That can be something that we do each morning or afternoon or evening to think about what am I grateful for? And even what did the mistakes that I feel I've made with finances allow me Mm -hmm. to do? Okay. I may not love the fact that I took out a ton of student loans, but that granted me an education that I now Mm -hmm. am working in that field and I'm able to yeah, be not, have a more easier time getting hired because of that education exactly. that I got. Or I got to meet this person at the university that I went to, or I got to have a really just fun four years, exactly. however you want to look at it. But practicing that gratitude, which can lead to contentment, mm-hmm. can really help us get out of the comparison trap mm-hmm. across the board. And I will say one more thing added on to gratitude. I really think it's a skill that needs to be practiced, Mm. especially if it doesn't come easily to you or you didn't see it modeled for you. It has to be something that you intentionally do until it becomes part of who you are. And that's okay. It's okay if you have to like set a timer on your phone every day, an alarm goes off at this time. That's like, write down three things or think about three things or tell one person three things that you're grateful for, that's okay. It does not always going to be that way, but we have to practice that skill for it to become part of who we are. And then the last one, which uh, I love personally, is to reduce time on social media. And basically, I know, you guessed it. Social media is the root of all evil. No, I'm kidding. It's not really. But (laughs) as someone who uses social media to help my business grow, it can be take a stronghold over our life. And when we find ourselves just continuing to scroll on whatever platform is current and hopping at the time, doesn't matter. It applies to all of them it can lead us to start comparing because we have such easy access, like we talked about earlier, to so many people's lives. And we can use that to highlight what we don't have. And when we are using social media to highlight what we don't have, that's when we need to say, okay, I need to create some boundaries around my social media use because it's not good for my own emotions and my own mental health right now. Yeah. I think this one touches too on what we found is really important for people when it comes to their finances, which is community. Mm -hmm. And I think often we will turn to social media for that. Sometimes it can provide that, but 
Many times not. The yep. online platforms can provide community and our real in life people that we're interacting with can provide community, but we're less likely to find it just in the comment section of oh my some post. Exactly. <laughs> so I think that identifying, okay, what is it that I'm looking for when I'm going on social media? And can I find a more beneficial version of that for myself that's related to community? and belonging and knowing and being known and feeling seen and supporting others and encouraging mm -hmm. others that helps me to get out of the comparison trap. Find that, engage in that, invest in that more with your time and energy. Exactly. And I think, yeah, th this all kind of ties into what we learn from people who talk about their money barriers. It's both like the discretionary spending and real tangible tools and how to rein that in, but it's also when it comes to real people money, all of us real people find ourselves in comparison traps. So I think these two kind of go hand in hand where it's talking about what can we actually do? What are the action points and what are the mindset shifts that we need mm -hmm. to be implementing and some of the work on our personhood that needs to happen in order to learn from, from those around us, those who have gone before us, those who are yes. currently working on different goals. So yeah. And speaking of just what we've learned after so many years. And it's to stick with the good stuff, mm -hmm. give the people what they want and just keep coming at them with, with a beautiful segment. Yeah. And you know what that is, right? The, the Bill, Bill of the, of the Week. That's right. It's time for the best minute of your entire week. Maybe a baby was born and his name is William. Maybe you paid off your mortgage. Maybe your car died and you're happy to not have to pay that bill anymore. Duck bills, Buffalo bills, Bill Clinton. This is the Bill of the Week. Hi, Jen and Jill. This is Elizabeth from Nashville. As an avoidant kind of person, my favorite kind of bill is the kind that you don't open. Well, for some reason, I decided to check my mail today, and I got a wild hair and uh, decided to open a statement from my mortgage lender. Well, they told me that I've been putting an excess amount of money into my escrow account, and they're going to reduce my total mortgage payment, at least for the next year. So I'm going to have about $50 extra per month. So sometimes opening your mail and uh, looking at your bills can be a good thing. Amazing. Elizabeth from Nashville, opening your mail <laughs> and finding bills reduced. How beautiful. And not even I, once, would be but every month. Yeah. That's $600. Right? Like, that's amazing. Oh, look at you with yeah. your quick math. Oh, well, you know, thanks. Wow. That's half of twelve hundred. No, Elizabeth, what you're going to choose to do with that extra fifty dollars? I, if it were me, would put that towards my principal on my mortgage. That's what I would do. That's what I would do too. Me. If you choose to buy chocolate with it, I'm also okay. here for you, Elizabeth. I love that. I love that idea. <laughs> I mean, 50, for I guess fifty dollars a month for chocolate is a lot. That's a lot of chocolate. Yeah, what about ten dollars for chocolate? Forty dollars for the principal. Mm, that mm -hmm. sounds good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let us know, Elizabeth, what you choose to do. If you all are out there listening and you're opening your mail and you're finding bills in there, bills reduced, bills you owe, but you don't mind paying them, or or your mailman's name is Bill, your mail person's name is Bill, I'd love that. <laughs> oh, I'm just daydreaming about that. Visit frugalfriendspodcast.com slash bill. Leave us your bill. You know we're here for it. The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade, at The Home Depot, you can give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to 
bring out the most in our patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day Savings Event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in-store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. And now it's time for the lightning round. That's it. I was like, what do I say now? Did you feel more prepared for it this time? I did. It wasn't so aggressive. It was nice. I enjoyed it. You're welcome. Thank you. (laughs) All right. So this question again comes from our amazing podcast manager, Goldie, who asks, how do you reduce instances of comparing Mm. your financial situation to others. I I love the wording of this. Reduce Mm -hmm. instances, not get rid of it Mm -hmm. altogether, because I think it's a reality of being human. Like we see what other people have. We're like, I want, I want. That's cool. How do I have that? It's just like how marketing and sales is built on Mm -hmm. always and forever. So there's something to that. But how do we reduce instances? Okay. Allison, what you got for us? Mine is something that actually I had to go through therapy to figure this out. This is actually something that I have talked about in therapy. And it is to remind myself that I'm not seeing the entire picture of someone's life. And also, I don't really want to see the entire picture of someone's life. That's too much information. But I'm only seeing what they want me to see versus what's happening behind the scenes. So... I fully understand that everyone's financial situation is not just about money. It's not. It is about their choices that they're making when it comes to their hobbies, their activities, where they live, their family, everything like that. It's so nuanced that I have to remember that there's no way I can see everything. And so just because their financial situation might look better or something that I want, I might not actually want that. And Mm -hmm. particularly, I went to therapy once and it was about comparing myself to another person and their business. And I was like, they're making so like, I was comparing my, my business income and my growth to theirs. And she said, but you don't know how many hours a week that person is working. And one of the things you told me was Mm -hmm. that you don't want to work more than 30 hours a week or 25 hours a week. And lo and behold, Jill, I ended up like becoming friends with this person. We're good friends. And she told me, she was like, I was working like 60 to 70 hours a week when I was doing that. And I'm like, it, it's very, it was very eye-opening to be like, okay, I don't see the full picture. I don't know what's happening. And I, I don't mm. want to work that. I would trade, I wouldn't trade that time for money in my own case. So remembering you don't know the entire picture and that your people's financial situations, well, it has less to do with money a lot of times and more to do with so many other things in their life. Yeah. Oh, that's such a helpful example. It's occurring to me that this is a difficult tension because the the complete opposite of comparing ourselves too much to people that we get caught in that vortex, the opposite of that, I would imagine, is 
thinking just like so highly of ourselves and look Mm. how great I am and how much better my decisions are and my circumstances are. Like if there was two extremes, I think Mm. those are, those are the opposite ends of each other. And so finding yourself somewhere in the middle or maybe holding the tension, Mm. like allowing one person to inform or multiple people mm-hmm. of, okay, what can I glean from their life circumstances while not going so far to the other end of, well, my situation is just superior yeah, exactly. and I make all the best decisions. And sometimes personality can play into that. But mm-hmm. so for me, it's helpful to remind myself of my own story mm-hmm. and the progress that I've made in the last one, two, five years, I think what can happen for me is similar, honestly, to what you're describing, but I'll see other people. And especially when it comes to personal finance, I mean, that's that's a world I am more and more steeped in as a result of this podcast mm-hmm. and hearing. I can think, oh, I'm doing, I feel really good about the decisions that we've made and the growth that I've seen. And then I can hear someone else who's like doing all of yes. these things and they are like 10 steps ahead of me. And that can inform goals. It can, it can open this door to, oh, that might be the next step that's mm-hmm. available for me, but yet not becoming so down on myself that I'm not there right now, mm-hmm. that it's okay to be where I I am now. It's okay to then have goals, but but there's not going to be that snap of the fingers to be where someone else is 10 steps ahead of me. And then to remember, oh, but I've already made progress. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, five years ago, and I've talked about this on the podcast, Eric and I were making significantly less money than we are now. So while maybe we're at this point where we are very similar in our earning to someone else that I might be looking up to, Mm -hmm. I still might not be able to make the same investing decisions Mm -hmm. that they can because I'm still recovering from (laughs) <laughs> recovering from if I can say it that trauma. way Sometimes it feels that Financial way trauma. from like low income mm-hmm. like I, there are still some things that I am getting in order as a result of you know maybe this this tier of income that that I'm in that I don't it's still not available to me yeah. to make the same decisions that someone else is making so I think it's it's that it's that tension and I mm-hmm. think having this conversation makes me realize it's not so simple as just no. stop just stop comparing yourself <laughs> because not. there's benefit allow it to inform you about what mm-hmm. the decisions that you want to make but then also move yourself to gratitude, contentment, Mm -hmm. reminders of the decisions you've made for yourself and how you can inform yourself in beneficial ways, but stay away from the shame. Yes. It's definitely a delicate dance and one that changes over time. So I'm glad we're talking about it. It's important. So thank you so much for listening. Many of you know that Frugal Friends has a membership for their listeners who are paying off debt. And it's so awesome because they do monthly money challenges and offer accountability groups, which so many of the members love. And we want to congratulate one of our members for a big win. This win comes from Rebecca Parker. And she says, I have been working to save some money so that I can buy five pound bags of coffee at my local shop and save about three dollars per bag. First off, I love that she's shopping locally and buying in bulk and finding Mm -hmm. those savings. My husband gave me a gift card to the shop, so I'm going to be able to buy my two bags today. I drink half-calf, so I get a bag of regular and a bag of decaf. Small differences make bigger long-term wins. I love that. Finding ways to save money by buying things in bulk that Mm. you're actually going to use, especially when it comes to caffeine. I'm all about that. And keeping it local. There's, Mm -hmm. I I see so many values coming out of what you've shared in this win, which is really cool, Rebecca. Congrats. Thank you for listening to another of one of my favorite Frugal Friends episodes because I get to co-host with (laughs) Jill while Jen is out. If you want to check out the BFF Club membership where they have all kinds of courses, interviews, challenges, and more, head to frugalfriendspodcast.com slash club to check it out. See you next time. Frugal Friends is produced by Eric Siriani.
Okay, Allison, one of my favorite things to talk with Jen about once we wrap up an episode, especially a double header. Okay. Because we just recorded two episodes back to back, which always makes my tumbly rumbly. Uh-huh. What are you having for lunch? <gasps> food. I always go to food. You always go to food? I haven't decided yet. <laughs> I I haven't <laughs> I haven't gotten there but I did have my breakfast. I have the same thing for breakfast every single day. I love the same that. thing. What it's simplicity. It? It's two eggs with some cheese on top. So <gasps> I had that right before we hit record. So I'm not quite hungry yet. Well done. But I did want to say sustains you. I did want to say, well, what are you having for lunch? <laughs> I have a meal plan, but I forget what I put on it. That's fair. It's, I, I think it's going to be a sandwich. There you go. Some type of sandwich. Okay. So yeah. whenever um, the woman called in with the bill of the week, Elizabeth. Okay. And you know how we said we would put it towards our principal? Yes. Yes. I, I'm the one that's like in charge of the details of our money. I'm very much a detail-oriented person. I enjoy being in the details. Matt does not care for it. So we've received, mm-hmm. we actually received a very similar letter that our payment was going down, but it was by like $1.30 a month. And wow. I got on there. I went online. I had to go online and either accept it or reject it. And I have everything on auto draft. So I was upset Mm -hmm. because it was going to change my auto draft amount. And it was going to be an even number. I like to round up. So I go in there to round up. And it's like, I see this calculator, Jill. And it's like, how much can extra payments do for you? And as you slide the sliding bar, as you're paying more to a principal, you see the months go down on your loan and the interest you pay over time. So I just kept sliding and sliding and sliding. And I was like, oh, this is Ooh, fun. a dangerous game. So I set, <laughs> I set our, our extra to principal to be almost $250 a month. And the next month, Matt was like, gosh, our, our escrow must have gone up a lot because this is a lot more. I was like, Actually, that was me. I just got really excited when I was using. (laughs) I'm the problem. It's me. I got really excited when I was using the sliding tool and I got to see like, (laughs) we'll be, we'll pay off our mortgage in, you know, one, one year and three months sooner whenever you contribute this much. And he was like, yes. Okay, but like if we need to make changes down the line, we can, right? I was like, yeah, we're not locked into this, but I was excited about it. (laughs) <laughs> That's such a relevant story and so good. That slidey tool is exhilarating. It is. And you're so right. Yes. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, and it just as you as you add more. So anyway, I we're sending extra to principal and we had refinanced to a 15 year. So awesome. we're like, we only have like eleven years left on our mortgage. It's crazy. Yeah. Crazy. And thanks oh, to the slidey that is tool. Not that far away. No, we would be at like thanks 13 years, tool. but thanks to the slidey tool. But if we don't end up paying it Beautiful. off by then, that's okay, too. Well, enjoy your lunch. I will. Whatever <laughs> I eat. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. Awards Watch says Liam Neeson is at his best. Don't miss In the Land of Saints and Sinners. Having left his dark past behind, retired hitman Finbar Murphy, played by Neeson, leads a quiet life in a remote coastal Irish town. But when a menacing crew of terrorists arrive, Finbar is drawn into a vicious game of cat and mouse, forcing him to choose between exposing his secret identity or defending his friends and neighbors. In the land of saints and sinners, from Samuel Goldwyn Films and Sony Pictures Home Entertainment, watch it now on digital. Rated R.